0: You found your home for real sports talk, for real sports fans, 1700 KBGG.
1: Hey everybody, welcome in, Jim and Trent. We say hello to you here on the Big Talker 1700. Always good to have you along today. You can always join the program, 264-1700, 264-1700. Trent, look, I was locked and loaded last night on the uh, on the games last night. I'm really missing hockey, though. I really am. And Look, I know that we're going to get the Game 7 tomorrow night, Winnipeg and Nashville, but boy, I could have used a hockey game last night as well.
2: Well, as I tried to tell you, Jim, these conference semifinals haven't been very good. Your NBA has not has not delivered the way after the first round I was pumped up, I was into it. These series have left a lot to be desired.
1: Well, we'll see what happens tonight, okay? Because Boston, at home, has a chance now to close out Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. and I believe that they will probably do it, but I look for it to be a very competitive game, and Trent, I think it's going to get overly heated in this game as well. I don't know if we're going to see a punch thrown or not. I just think there's going to be some real rough stuff because that's the way this series has played out, and the officials are going to have to be on top of it, and they'll probably have to do it almost from the center jump circle. Yeah, I, I definitely can
2: see that, Jimmy B. It's one yep. where after, you know, Morris in, in Game 4, uh, you got um, Bede over there running his jaw yep. a little bit, and he's just flashing 3-0. 3 I mean, I you, you talk I about trash talk of the highest level. There's nothing you can come back from there. You know, there, there's no comeback you can have, even if you're throttling a team when he just
1: flashes up that 3 0. That's pretty good out of Morris. I thought, look, that's what I, was, I always used to go to was when somebody would come up with a spectacular play, and you're like blitzing them, and they're like pumping their chest, and you go, dude. Look at the scoreboard, you loser. <laughs> oh, man. That just shuts up everybody. And he didn't even have to say anything. He was just doing the hand motion, three zero, three zero, three zero, right in Embiid's face. I loved every minute of that one. I did. Shut him up very quickly. Well, we'll get yep. to Game 5 tonight. The
2: hockey will be back in action tomorrow. Jim, uh, speaking of the NBA, did you see what's happening after the clinch last night out of Houston and out of Golden State? You know when they're playing their first game of the conference finals?
1: It's not this weekend? Got
2: to wait till Monday. What? Monday. Come yes. on! Yes. Yes. No! You have to wait until Monday before you're going to be able to see what you've been drooling over basically all basketball season. Yeah. You've got a long wait. And uh, then it's a weird schedule. It's completely stretched out. Frankly, it doesn't make a lick. I, I get it. You don't want to have because you have your finals. Already set, they'll start Game 1, will be May 31st. So you don't want to have teams off for a week, two weeks, as it could be if there's a sweep. But the scheduling for this one left a lot to me to be desired.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, what? You, you you hook us in, and you get a LeBron buzzer beater like no other buzzer beater, the, the running floater going the wrong way and, and off the glass, and now... Now, now the Houston Golden State series, which everybody's looking forward to seeing, is not going to tip till Monday. So, does that mean if Boston closes out tonight against Philly, that the Cleveland Boston series wouldn't start then until probably Tuesday?
2: That would be incorrect, though. In fact, if uh, this thing closes out either tonight or in Game Five on uh, Game Six, excuse me, on Friday night it will still start the eastern conference finals with cleveland making the road trip to uh, boston that would be starting on sunday so oh good okay that that will get started early but just uh odd scheduling all around so this is what the the rockets warrior series is game 1 monday as mentioned game 2 wednesday as you'd anticipate and then you have to wait for game 3 until sunday may 20th
1: oh god
2: so this is the way it sets up oh. and, and and let's just assume for a moment that 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 uh, excuse me Boston closes this thing out. So you get Sunday game 1 Cavs Celtics, Monday game 1 Warriors Rockets, Tuesday back for game 2 of the East, Wednesday game Thursday game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh if uh, no game no and they'll be off on Thursday too with the Cleveland. It's just oh. the, the scheduling it doesn't make a lick of sense, Jimmy B.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. It's terrible to treat sports fans like that, Trent. It really is because they like I said, they they get you all excited, they hook you in, and then all of a sudden you have all these days off. I jeez, I don't like that at all. I that that just drives me nuts. It, it really does. I I just wish that they would and, and I get it. I mean, I know that they want to give guys rest so that they can perform at their very best. I understand. And they're probably picking days uh, as well when they could alternate the uh, Stanley Cup NHL playoffs mm-hmm. on alternate days. Okay. Yep. All right. I mean, if, if we get Stanley Cup playoffs a, a day and then the NBA, then, okay, I, I, I'm good with that. I just hope that's the case.
2: You know, Jim, uh, we'll get into the NBA a little bit more later in the program, make some picks for tonight's matchup with the Sixers and the Celtics. But a lot of day baseball going on today. The Cubs are off to a big lead as they lead 12-3 over the Marlins as they move into the eighth inning of that one. But you talk about slump busters, Jimmy B, and and this was the ultimate (laughs) one with the Marlins coming in. You know, a Marlins team that, that coming in had actually been playing some pretty decent baseball You know, leading into that, I I think they had had a stretch a a week and a half ago where they'd won seven out of eight, something like that. But since then, it has got ugly in a a hurry, and the Cubs are doing what the Cubs are supposed to do, right? This this is what you're supposed to do. But last night, did you see Chris Bryant tickling Starlin Castro
1: with the uh, bench-clearing brawl? I, I, I did see it. And I, first off, I wasn't really quite sure what was going on there, and then I realized that Castro's like laughing, and that kind of that kind of squelched everything when everybody started to come out around home plate. But yes, I did see it, and and I was like taken back, like what is this? And I thought I thought we were going to have a little rumble here, and it ended up being a uh, tickle me, uh, tickle me pink. Wee.
2: Uh, oh, I got a kick out of that. That that's and that's Chris Bright. You know, he's a he's a goofy guy. You you he see is. him a he former is. MVP, all these things. He's uh he's got it all, but he's got a lot of goofiness to him. I, I got a kick out of that one last night, but the Cubs uh continuing to roll. Really today, Jim, uh, you look at, at the numbers and this is big. You got Javi Baez back in the lineup. He's got uh he's back out there, played late last night, made a great play defensively over at third base. But yep. Rizzo today, three for four, four RBIs. He's got a bomb to his credit. He's getting going. Addison Russell's doing the same. He also has a a homer his first of the season. So you look at these guys and you figure, all right, the bats are starting to warm up. You get that offense clicking. And and now just continue to figure out what's happening in the pitching staff and and that case of uh, being terrible flu that you, Darvish, has. Get him right with that. (laughs) Get him a lot of liquids and... Maybe change whatever needs to be changed and get going here. The Cubs, though, they, it appears that they're hitting their stride. After the weekend that was, the, the sweep at the hands of the Cardinals, Right. I, I know there was some hand-wringing. Seems like all is right in the world, though, with the National League Central.
1: Look, we always tell everybody, uh, just shut up and just watch the games, okay? Just quit bitching and just enjoy what you see on the field. The Cubs are going to be fine. They're and away the most talented team in the Central. You and I have stated that we don't expect St. Louis to win that division. Chicago's going to win the division. We are hoping that we get at least some sort of race out of the division, like when we get into mid-July, and if the Cubs are up 15 games, I'll be bored out of my mind. I hope that somebody's within five and makes it interesting down the stretch, but I don't think that anybody... St. Louis, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, those teams are not good enough to challenge Chicago. They're just not, Trent. Well,
2: it it depends on your definition. talent wise, they're not. It depends on your definition. I mean, look at this Cubs' rotation. Is that overly talented? You know, Lester's off to a nice start, but with Darvis and Chat, Darvis and Chat would have been bad. Those two guys have been bad. And the bullpen's been all right, but John Lester, Henriks, those are two nice guys, but. there's huge question marks after that. Quintana has not been good again this year. I, I go through Jimmy B, and, and I'm not sure, so sure that this thing's going to be stretched out. Now, it just depends on your definition. Are we going to go into the final weekend with the division at hand? I, I don't believe that. But No, I don't even I don't no. see the Cubs ever having a lead of 15-plus games this year. I, I don't envision that at all.
1: I, look, I, no, I'm just saying I don't want it to be like that. That was my point. I don't envision it, but I, I don't want that to be the point because then I really would be checked out. The The thing that, that I would like to see, as I referenced earlier, is somebody within five, and you get a big series. Chicago takes two of three of the series and and then starts to close things down. Look, I the, the, the Cubs on paper... And you just referenced that it seems like the bats are heating up now mm-hmm. better weather offense comes around then I just think that they're just they just have too much too much at every position. I understand your reference for pitching but you can win games nine to six you can win games seven to four. So if you got a, pitching, a pitcher that's giving up runs with the hitting prowess that's in that lineup, they should be able to overcome some of those and produce enough runs to still get wins.
2: Jim, uh, we'll get into some more baseball. we got Zach Reimer stopping by here at about 440. Yep. We'll talk more baseball with him towards the end of the hour. But before we get our first break, we're going to talk some Hawkeyes coming up with our friend Rob Howe from HawkeyeNation.com. Jim, uh, what's the biggest local story right now? Not, not, not including the regional teams, not talking about the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Twins or anything like that. What's the biggest local sports story right now? Because I'm racking my brain right now, and it is a struggle. You know, reading through the register this morning, looking through the headlines there, it's keeping an eye on Twitter, what is
1: there? The only, the only two stories that make really any major sense to me Tyler Cook, will he or won't he? And Wigginton getting a workout with the Los Angeles Lakers. So, from Iowa State. So those are the two guys that I think that we, if we fish around, we'll kind of get an idea what the feedback is. And look, I, I, Pat Hardy, I think wrote wrote something that it's a slam dunk now. Tyler Cook's coming back. Mm. I, I, I'm i not sure that it's a slam dunk, but it's pretty damn close. And I think Wigginton is going to have his eyes opened as well, and I believe he'll be back again for Iowa State. I had tweeted that out when neither one of them were invited to the combine. So from that standpoint, I just think that right now, since we are – Digging and digging and digging for something, a morsel from Iowa or Iowa State or even UNI or even possibly Drake. Those are the stories right now that we kind of have to keep an eye on just to see where those players, what they decide to do.
2: Well, and I think the decisions are pretty simple. If their dream is to play in the NBA they want to do right. it as soon as possible. It's best for both those guys to go back to school. You're not drafted. Yeah, You're not sent to the draft combine. The chances of you being picked are incredibly slim. And though there are opportunities in the D-League and two-way deals, it's such a long road. It looks for both Tyler Cook and for Wigington. It makes a lot of sense for those guys to come back. In recruiting news, Iowa did pick up a football commitment last night as they brought in six, four, five, a wide receiver Desmond Hudson from down in Kansas City. Now, this one's a little bit interesting, Jimmy B. This is a, a big receiver, good size to yeah. him, but not a whole lot of offers. He, he picks Iowa over South Dakota State. You know, down there, no offer from Kansas. Kansas State, regionally, Minnesota, Iowa State, I know we're wow. interested, but no offers. This one, uh, you, you watch the tape of him, and I did that last night. He's big. He's not real fast. Maybe, just maybe, there's another tight end in the making.
1: Um, I'll let you do that because, A, I don't know who the kid is and don't care who the kid is until he gets on campus, has a uniform on, and we get a chance to see if he can play. That's when I get excited. You know me on those situations. But I I see where you're going as far as he gets an offer from Iowa and other major schools around, particularly Kansas or K-State. They weren't in on the kid. So what does that say? Yeah, I, I, I,
2: <laughs> interesting to say the least. We'll talk about did they, that more. Did they,
1: did they? Yeah, did they offer him just because he's six four, six five? Is that it?
2: Well, I, I don't think Iowa does things like that, Jim. No, I, I do not think that's okay. the reason.
1: I'm just—he was in their I'm camp last.
2: He was in their camp last year. They saw something that they liked. They see yeah. something not, not a whole lot of other schools of similar ilk around here have seen. We'll talk about that more. Coming up on the other side, Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation. He will join us as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Coming up tomorrow, we're giving away tickets, Jimmy B, as we will be at New Leaf Wellness in West Des Moines. 3930 West Town Parkway is the spot. I got a pair of Cubs tickets. I got tickets to the Iowa Cubs. We'll be giving them away throughout the afternoon. You can stop on by tomorrow anytime. New, New Leaf Wellness having their open house. Stop by whenever you have an opportunity throughout the day. Stop by when Jim and I are there tomorrow from 4 until 6. Should be a lot of fun really looking forward to it and giving away those tickets and and real tickets jimmy b this isn't like you know some fly by the night operations that say they have tickets and they don't yeah i I have them in hand they will be handed out and i will get those to whoever the winners prove to be tomorrow
1: all right and once again new leaf wellness give out the location so everybody knows where to go
2: 3930 30 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. Just take the Valley West exit right off of that on West Town Parkway. Easy to get to. Stop by. All you got to do, drop your name in the bucket, and you'll be in the drawing. Tickets for Cubs Phillies coming up in June, and also Iowa Cubs tickets. And the great thing about the Cubs tickets, Jimmy B, it's not for a specific date. These are vouchers that you can use for any game, weekend, holiday, whatever it may be, wow. any game wow. you can use it for with the Iowa Cub tickets as well. Coming up tomorrow at New Leaf Wellness. Quick timeout, back with more. Rob Howe joins us next.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real,
2: classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio.
1: Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today.
0: Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at christophersjewelry.com.
1: Tonight's forecast, mostly clear, calmer, and cooler, low near 57. Increasing clouds Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 79, but a better chance of rain Thursday night. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards
0: sponsored by indeed are you hiring with indeed you can post a job in minutes set up screener questions then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard get started at indeed.com hire ace is the place with the
1: helpful hardware folks it's ace's
0: biggest grill event of the year the best time to buy a grill from our exclusive lineup of premium brands like the latest from weber traeger and more For the first time ever, get free assembly, free delivery, and free fuel on our top grill brands $3.99 and up. Get the right grill delivered right to your house. Don't miss the biggest grill event of the year. Happening now,
2: only at Ace. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members only. See participating store for scheduling and details.
0: Propane tank not included.
2: In 2017, the ARL impacted thousands of lives, not just pets, but people too. 6,940 pets found new homes. 199 animals were rescued from abuse and neglect situations. 4,227 owned pets received direct assistance through community outreach programs. And 5,456 ARL animals were spayed and neutered. None of this would be possible without your support, and we look forward to helping even more people and pets in 2018. To view the full 2017 Impact Report, visit arl-iowa.org slash impact report.
4: 1133.
2: Hey guys, Trent Condon here again. You've heard me talking about New Leaf Wellness. Maybe you thought about checking it out. Now's the time. Coming up on Thursday, New Leaf Wellness is having an open house Thursday, May 10th from 9 until 5. This is your chance to learn what New Leaf Wellness can do for you, including their hormone therapy and their weight loss program. You'll also be able to enjoy some healthy snacks and win Cubs tickets. That's right. Tickets to the iCubs and the Chicago Cubs were given away Thursday at New Leaf Wellness. And during the open house, take advantage of specials, including 25% off hormone and weight loss evaluations, 25% off the first month of take-home injections, and a whole lot more. Stop by the open house Thursday, May 10th from 9 to 5 at New Leaf Wellness, 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll be there live at 4 o'clock for Jimmy B and TC. Stop on out, win Cubs tickets, Chicago Cubs and Iowa Cubs. We'll see you Thursday at New Leaf Wellness.
0: Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. We roll all the way till 6 o'clock right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, is our guest. Uh, We have Rob in to discuss the latest and greatest with what's going on uh, with the Hawks, and he joins us right now. Rob, good afternoon to you. And Trent and I, just before we took the commercial break, we're talking about Tyler Cook and Andrew Wigginton, Iowa State and Iowa, respectively. Uh, are you still under the impression now that Cook and Wigington were not invited to the NBA Combine? They still have NBA workouts that they will go to. Wiggington right now, as we speak, is in Los Angeles working out for the Lakers. But do you believe now that at least Cook, in your estimation, will return for next season? I'm leaving that way, Jim, but I also am not a hundred percent
5: on, you know, in that camp that he's definitely coming back just because I think there's some unknown out there. Um, I think what the NBA is trying to do more and more is make the G league somewhat of a minor league system for them. I think they still will by and large use the college system. Um, but I could see them maybe with a kid that's been in college for a couple of years, they've raised the, um, the salaries, uh, for G League players, um, to maybe get a kid, and I'm not saying Cook or Wigginson falls into this ca- category, but maybe a kid they feel is close enough that they can put in the G League on a two-way contract and then develop them that way, um, just so they have that kid in their, you know, in their organization. Um, I don't, I don't have enough information to know if Cook is would be a player like that. The thing is, with that is if. I don't know how it works in terms of, okay, it comes to whatever the cutoff date is for him, May 30th. And he would need some type of a guarantee, I would think, from an NBA organization that says, hey, we're going to take you in the second round and then we're going to give you, you know, this such as $75,000 a year to play in the G League. I would think he would need something, some type of an assurance in that regard before just saying, hey, I'm going to roll the dice and not come back to college. So the rest of this month are going to be interesting just to kind of see where he goes through these. I think Gary Dolphin tweeted that there were six different workouts for him. Um, All he needs is one team to maybe step up and say something like that. I still think the odds are with him coming back to college, but I still think it needs to play out.
2: If Tyler Cook, whatever side it is, decides to go or stay, does it change your perception that much of of what you expect Iowa to be this year in basketball?
5: Not unless he learns how to play, you know, play defense on point guards mm-hmm. and play on the perimeter. <laughs> to me, to me, that's their biggest weakness. I obviously you want to have Tyler Cook back. He changes. He is somebody that has to be at the top of the scouting report for opponents in terms of you know who they need to stop on the offensive end. Um, and and Iowa's going to be better with him on the team, but they do have depth up front to maybe absorb that a little bit better um, than say if Jordan Bohannon left. Um, Not that he's leaving. I'm not starting that rumor, but I still, that's where my questions lie with this team. How are they going to be better defending particularly on the ball? Where where is that coming from? Is it, you know, is it Joe Wieskamp? Is it CJ Frederick? We know how hard it is for freshmen to come in and be expected to be locked down defenders like that. So, to me that's for the question that's the answer the question that needs to be answered with this team and we're not going to know until they play.
1: Um you saw Weescamp play enough uh Trent's seen him a few times as well. Um uh, can he play defense or or is he like a a guy just like the uh just like Iowa's players are right now? No,
5: I think he's a pretty efficient defender, Jim, and I think that he will help in that regard, but again, he's, okay. he's going to have—you know—he's—he's going to have to get stronger. That's o- that's always one of the hurdles that freshmen, uh, just having that—you know—stamina to be able to play, you know, a lot of minutes. Um, all of those things we-, we won't know until we see him on the floor. He certainly has the ability to play defense. Um, he's a, hes a pretty good athlete, probably an underrated athlete. Um, but I just—I always. Take, you know, I always pause when it's a new guy coming in because it's really hard to come in as a true freshman and dominate on either end of the floor. But I think he can
2: help. Don't worry. We'll be able to find out if he can play defense in the PTL, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if he plays <laughs> any defense in the PTL, it'll stick out.
2: <laughs> uh, great. Hey, Rob, one final thing on basketball before we get into a little football recruiting and, and some off-season news and notes. You know, Fran McCaffrey made the decision not to make any moves in the coaching staff, didn't go after any grad transfers, really just kind of standing pat, if you will. Looking back upon it, did, does that surprise you at all that, that we didn't see movement? You know, John Beline went out a year ago and brought in what turned out to be his defensive coordinator. We saw the improvements that they made on that end of the floor. Looking at that, does it surprise you that Fran really didn't do a whole lot this spring? it does a little bit, guys, and I don't know how much
5: it poke around and look. Um, You know, you you look at a situation like Ohio State, who took such a big step forward this year, and and granted, Bates-Diop was a huge part of that, but even somebody like Dockage coming in and giving them some leadership and some minutes as a veteran helped them in the backcourt. And I just, to me, maybe there wasn't anybody out there, but I did not... And maybe, again, maybe he did go out and look and just didn't find a piece that would fit there. Or maybe he is just comfortable with the guards that he has coming back next year with the addition of, you know, Connor McCaffrey being healthy and, you know, Isaiah Moss and, you know, Daly and those guys being a, a year older and a year better, you hope. Maybe he just felt comfortable, but I just... I don't see what the harm would have been to maybe try to get a graduate transfer. A guy that's only going to be there one year anyway that can help you out, and you still have that scholarship to use the following year. He's -hmm. putting a lot of eggs in his basket of the guys that he has coming back, and he's opening himself up for a lot of criticism for not addressing a glaring need that we all saw last year, and him being confident enough that he's got that on his roster, and we'll have to see how it plays out, but it's certainly going to be interesting to see, you know, in hindsight, when we go back this winter and say, man, they could have used another guard. I mean, it certainly seems that way now. We'll see how it plays out.
1: Are you a little surprised as well that there wasn't, like, assistant coaching change or maybe somebody added to the staff who has a defensive background? Or have you heard that someone is just going to become the so-called defensive guru?
5: Um, that didn't surprise me, Jim, and I think I've talked about it with you guys, I, and I've, Fran is a lot like Kirk, and maybe even more, more like the original Kirk that didn't move any assistance out. I don't think Fran would fire any of his guys, um, unless forced to do so, and he really has all the leverage with the new contract extension and buyout. I don't see him doing that, and, and you know, um... I I guess maybe it could be seen as being, you know, using one of his assistants as a scapegoat for what happened last year. I think he's riding with the guys that he has, and they're going to I don't know what their plan is, whether it's to, you know, just emphasize defense more, study it, do different things, go over film, hopefully they're doing all those things. But I don't see any, you know, rash change in terms of philosophy and what they do other than, you know, just maybe – coaching it up a little bit better with the guys that they have on the staff. And it does not surprise me at all that there weren't changes. The only way I thought there would be a change is maybe if Andrew Francis, you know, I know he was a candidate for the Siena job, uh, or one of the other assistants moved on to another job. I, I would have been very surprised if Fran fired somebody.
2: Over to some football, and we'll start on the recruiting front, as Iowa last night picked up a commitment from a six-four wide receiver from uh, down in Kansas City, Desmond Hudson. Big frame, big body, not a whole lot of offers, though. Nobody locally, Kansas, Kansas State, regional teams, Iowa State, Minnesota. The Hawkeyes beat the Jackrabbits for South Dakota State for this one. What can you tell us about Desmond Hudson?
5: Yeah, and I think that's the question mark, Trent, is, you know, why didn't other schools offer? Um, He was a relatively productive, um, you know, junior at Raytown High School in Raytown, Missouri, which is in the Kansas City area. Uh, 49 receptions just under 800 yards and 14 touchdowns so he produced on the field he's got a big body i think the knock on him and then the question mark with him is speed um he's not uh, he's not a quick guy um and that's really what the game is nowadays it's you know it's getting guys in space it's spreading the field um, so similarly to when you don't see a lot of pro style quarterbacks with a, a bunch of you know power five offers because fewer and fewer schools are running um, pro-style offenses, I think you may see that somewhat with some of the wide receiver recruits that Iowa gets. Because Iowa, I think, is going to try to utilize, if you look at a Brandon Smith, um, even Smith, you know, Amir Smith-Marset isn't a big, thick kid, but he's a tall kid. Maybe using guys, if they're not going to get the speed guys, they're going to go and get guys that can go over the top of cornerbacks and defensive backs and make plays. Um, and that's, I think, where this kid sits in, almost like a lighter tight end. Um, guys that you can get across the middle of the field, guys that you can jump or jump balls to in the end zone, things like that. I think that's kind of where he sits in. So a little concerning that there wasn't more interest in terms of recruiting, um, but not surprising with, with how we know what Iowa targets in terms of guys that they're trying to get at certain positions.
1: Having a great conversation right now. Rob Howe is our guest, Hawkeye Nation, right here on the Big Talker, 1700. When you kind of sit back and you see that a quarterback just who was recruited heavily by Iowa for 2019 and – took the Boston College offer instead of Iowa. Where is Ferentz and his crew right now? Because they were actively seeking a quarterback. What have you heard? Anything new?
5: Um, Ken O'Keefe is out on the road. Um, I think with Sam Johnson
1: III, who you're uh, referring to from Walt Lake, Michigan,
5: um, he was looking for a place to land where he could get a chance at early playing time. He also had an offer from Michigan and turned them down as well. Um, and I think he was looking at depth charts and thought, "Hey, this is my clearest path to playing time." Um, and I think that's going to be that's what's going to make it difficult, guys, for Iowa to recruit quarterbacks in this class. You have a junior that's starting, and then you have uh, you know a, a true freshman and Petrus that they just brought in, and Manzel, who's a redshirt freshman. When guys look at that depth chart, they're saying, "Okay, where is my pl- path to early playing time?" And it's not there, so. Um, they're looking at a kid, Mark Wade, uh, who's from out in Ohio, a couple of Ohio kids that uh, are in that, you know, the pro style guys that have uh, modest offer lists. Um, Mark Wade is one of them, and this kid, Brzezinski, I think it's pronounced Brzezinski, uh, who, I, who Ken O'Keefe is going out to see, I believe, tomorrow or Friday. And both of those kids visited here this spring. Um, I think, guys, that's what, probably what they're going to end up in with this class is a guy like that, a guy that's probably more of a project. Um, But if you can get a project like they got with Ricky Stanzi, who (laughs) was a project and who was an afterthought in that class, that's kind of what you're looking to do here because it's just hard to stay in age with kids. They want to know they can come in and play right away. And with Stanzi having two years left of eligibility and those two other young guys, uh, in the system, it's going to be hard for Iowa to recruit that position.
2: I remember it well, Arvell Nelson. I was all in; he was going to be, <laughs> be the next superstar, the other quarterback in that class. And well, of course, we know how it turned out with Ricky Stansy. Hey, Rob, we'll talk yeah, again. Talk again here in a, a couple of weeks, and we'll be getting ready for the prime time league. At that point, we can talk about the defensive substitutions that'll be happening out there. <laughs>
5: yeah, we'll break that down for an hour.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Thanks, see uh, you, Rob. Oh, that's great, Rob Howe. Always fun having him on, Trent. Good, good stuff out of him as, as well. And look, I know that we're searching for stories uh, for Iowa and Iowa State. And I think right now, uh, and we talked about this beginning of the show, I think it's uh, Cook and, and Wigginton, uh, unless, you know, some big blockbuster story breaks. But I just think that that's kind of, we're just kind of have to keep an eye on those two guys as we get closer to the end of the month.
2: Wigington seems cut and dry. The Cook one seems a little murkier, though. Seems to be clearing up more than it was uh, after he announced his intention to go to the NBA. We will find out on that. We're going to find out about a little baseball as well. Coming up next, as we got our friend Jet stopping by Zach Reiber from Bleacher Report talking Major League Baseball next year on Jimmy B and T C.
0: You found your home for real sports talk, for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
1: The Des
2: Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 Ruthies poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace, all at Exile Brewing Company, May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock, and 25 Cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie
0: today! Enjoy your Exile! You just
3: get it through the experience i'm a fan of a lot of our fast casual cuisine
2: i love the theater and the shopping my kids love to go to the parks
0: there's a lot going on musically
3: if you can't find things to do in des moines you must be boring this is a magical place don't miss out visit catch and plan your getaway to greater des moines
1: catch what
3: you've been missing
2: Sponsored by Tomorrow Sleep, a new Tomorrow Hybrid mattress designed by sleep experts at Serta Simmons. Visit GetTomorrowSleep.com. Use code TRAFFIC3 for $200 off when you spend $500 or more.
1: Ryan! I don't know how else to say this, so I'll just say it! What is it, Linda? I think we should see other
3: people! Are you breaking up with me? On a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun!
1: Maybe we should stay together!
4: An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO.
3: I just need a little me time. Ah!
4: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
2: dot com.
3: I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter.
2: I light the night to end blood
1: cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today.
3: Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you.
2: Hey guys, Trent Condon here again You've heard me talking about New Leaf Wellness Maybe you thought about checking it out Now's the time Coming up on Thursday New Leaf Wellness is having an open house Thursday, May 10th from 9 until 5 This is your chance to learn what New Leaf Wellness can do for you Including their hormone therapy And their weight loss program You'll also be able to enjoy some healthy snacks And win Cubs tickets That's right Tickets to the iCubs and the Chicago Cubs were given away Thursday at New Leaf Wellness. And during the open house, take advantage of specials including 25% off hormone and weight loss evaluations, 25% off the first month of take-home injections, and a whole lot more. Stop by the open house Thursday, May 10th from 9 to 5 at New Leaf Wellness, 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll be there live at 4 o'clock for Jimmy B and TC. Stop on out, win Cubs tickets, Chicago Cubs and Iowa Cubs. We'll see you Thursday at New Leaf Wellness.
0: Real Sports Talk for real sports fans. Swing in a minute. Slam touchdown. Sports. It's Jimmy B and TC. Oh yeah, the word you're looking for is wow. Here's Gemma Trent.
1: All right everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are rolling along here on a Wednesday. Rob Howe, always a great guest. Uh, Zach Ryder's coming up in just a moment in the 5 o'clock hour. Tad Haslip will join us, the sporting news on the National Football League. Right now we turn our attention, Bleacher Report, Major League Baseball, Zach Ryder as we get into the bigs. Zach, how are you and are you enjoying the early two months of the season?
6: Oh, yeah, I think it's it's been a remarkable season in a lot of ways, Just uh, especially in there are so many good teams, it seems like. Uh, not so many good teams, so many great teams, and they're a lot of fun, and everybody else is kind of mediocre, but those great teams have been a lot of fun to watch. They're kind of keeping me going.
2: Well, we got a, a great game last night with Severino and the Yankees against the Red Sox. That will continue again this evening. It's the best rivalry, certainly in baseball, and many people would argue – the best rivalry in all of sports. Do you envision after the hot start that the Red Sox got off to, now the Yankees have caught fire here over the last month or so, do you anticipate this is going to be a back-and-forth, drag-out kind of year? Or do you expect separation from one of these two teams in the division?
6: No, I think this is going to be an all-year kind of thing. Uh, Obviously, the Yankees are hot. They have the upper hand right now, but... The Red Sox did come out of the gate 17-2, and two, so they're okay in their own right. Uh, and the reality is that even coming into the year, it was pretty clear looking from these two teams on paper that they were both just super teams. Uh, they're up there, top five teams in the entire league. Uh, they're both going to win 9,500 games this year. Uh, in any other division, either one of them would be arguably the clear favorite. The fact that they're sharing a division just means that we're probably going to get one of the best division races in recent memory.
5: Uh,
6: you know, they're pretty evenly matched, not in terms of like how they stack up position by position and just skill set by skill set, but just the Yankees have their, their power. They're, they're really good power hitting offense, really good power arms. Red Sox, a little bit more of a balanced offense, uh, different, uh, more of a kind of a pitch to contact type pitching staff, but just both teams just are completely loaded with players, are really good players, so we're going to see a good race this year.
1: Yeah, I I'm looking forward and I've enjoyed the uh the rivalry kind of being renewed a little bit with uh with both teams uh, at the top of the American League East standings. Uh before we leave the American League East, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, what happened to this team? I I mean, this is just shameful with what they've done so far.
6: Um yeah, there's. It's kind of hard to find nice things to say about them at this point. Uh, you know, they weren't very good last year. They went seventy-five and eighty-seven. Uh, the writing was on the wall then that it was probably time to rebuild. But they kind of, you know, they essentially decided over the over the off season to go for one more last hurrah this year, um, and they did it kind of by doing some bargain bin shopping, which. You know, it has worked out for them occasionally on the past, so it's like, okay, well, might as well. Um, And if you're going to fall out of contention, I guess it is better to do it this early in the season, so instead of everybody having their hearts broken on later later on in the season and just get it over with. Uh, And now the question becomes, okay, it clearly is time to rebuild now. How much longer do you want to wait before you trade Manny Machado, Adam Jones, when he gets healthy, Zach Britton? Uh, kind of up and down in their uh, their roster, there are guys who are legitimately good trade chips that they can cash in and get that farm system reconstruction process going because that's how you win in this day and age. And it's their turn.
2: Going to be a long rebuild, it looks like for Baltimore. Yeah. Manny Machado going to be uh, certainly a centerpiece of a trade that you figure you can get a whole lot for. With that, as you look at it, Zach, you know the Cubs have been rumored here in recent days a possibility that they would be a team that would be involved. Does the Cubs farm system have enough though to get a guy of, of Machado's caliber? You know that's
6: that's one thing I'm not sold on because it's a it this farm system is it's kind of no secret it's been kind of bled dry over the recent years, largely for a good reason and that a lot of the best guys in it have been promoted to the major league team, mm-hmm. have become stars. Other guys have been traded, you know, Glaybour is going to New York for all this Chapman. Uh, that helped get the Cubs to the World Series. You can't really re- regret that either. Um, but now it's just like, yeah, given the amount of teams that are going to be showing interest in this guy, the bidding is going to be through the roof. You better have really good prospects to offer the Orioles. You just wonder if the Cubs can stay in something like that. And beyond that, I wonder, do they really need a shortstop, a power-hitting shortstop? I wouldn't necessarily go to that. First and foremost, this is this team's biggest need. So there's a lot of, Questions that have to be resolved before Machado ends up in a Cubs uniform.
1: Mm -hmm. And wouldn't the L.A. Dodgers, who are off to a dreadful start as well, nine games out, and we're not even, well, I guess we are halfway through May, but still nine games out from the Arizona Diamondbacks, wouldn't they be in the Machado business as well?
6: Uh, On paper, it's a match, um, but there's, there's some strings attached to that possibility in that the Dodgers really or supposedly really don't want to go over the luxury tax. Machado is earning sixteen million this year, and I think the Dodgers have fifteen million dollars in luxury tax space, so simply trading for Machado could put them over and get them in trouble with their finances. So maybe they decide they want to do that, but even then the other thing they have to decide is given their current situation with as many injuries as they have and their current standing in the NL West is it really a good idea for them to ship off a lot of young talent and go over the luxury tax for a rental player who might not get them over back over the hump this year? So I, you know, it's it's a trade that I think a lot of people want to see and are really curious about, but it's not necessarily a perfect fit in terms of uh, where the Dodgers are. So I'm I'm not sold we're going to see that.
2: The Minnesota Twins, Zach, have won five in a row. They're right back in contention in the Central. Admittedly, the AL Central not very good this season, though Cleveland with a nice win uh, behind Carrasco today. This Twins team playing without Buxton for most of the season. Ceno's on the shelf. Irvin Santana hasn't been a part of it, but seems like they really found something in in Romero. This Twins squad, do do you see them challenging? Most people believe that Cleveland certainly was the class of this division. Can you see the Twins hanging around and making a run at Cleveland? Because it looks like getting a wild card spot is going to be much more difficult this year.
6: Yeah, I, I look at the Twins, and I, I do kind of appreciate how they've actually done pretty well, considering they haven't been at full strength the entire year. Uh, even when those guys come back, the Buxton, Sano, Santana especially, I don't know how high the ceiling for this team goes. Maybe like a 90-win team, which, you know, is you know, given that one of the AL East teams, the Yankees or the Red Sox, are going to take one of the wild cards, so uh, you just don't know. Uh, but there is a window now in the AL Central, given that the Indians just they're not playing very well, and they have problems of their own in terms of injuries and underperforming players. Uh, so now it's a situation where maybe you can win the division with a lesser record than maybe both of the two wild card teams. So. Um, but even then, like I said, it's a pretty low ceiling. I think that at the very least they need to be on the lookout for some relief pitching help uh, during the summer trade season. Um, so we'll see what happens.
1: Uh, we're having a great conversation with Zach Reimer right now, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report. Zach, uh, take me to Kansas City. They were dreadful for 25 years, got real good, went to a World Series, lost, came back to the World Series, won. We're pretty good for two years after that. Now they are back to their dreadfulness again. Will Royals fans once again have to wait 15 to 20 years again for this team to come around? Or will the revival be much more quicker?
6: It shouldn't be 15 to 20 years just because in the current climate, the kind of current structure, the way things are done in Major League Baseball... It's pretty obvious that how you win is you kind of tear it down when it's no longer working, rebuild from within with young talent, build a team, and off you go. That's The Royals were kind of the first to do that because they kind of started laying the seeds for their uh, their contention back in 2011 when they called up Eric Hosmer and Mike Moustakis and kind of added more guys throughout the years. The next thing you knew, they had a really, really good team, whereas for the Decades that they weren't very good, those were the decades in Major League Baseball where the ability to spend money was really the big difference maker. Because you could go out and get the big free agents, and uh, if things didn't work out, oh, well, you know, this big contract that we had doesn't necessarily hurt us. And a small market team like them was, you know, badly uh, disadvantaged in a situation like that. It's not really the case anymore. What spending money is really good for now, now is locking up your own guys. So as long as you get your own guys, you're going to be at least one step of the way towards a really good team, or at least a couple years. So what they have to do now is just, uh, you know, they're probably going to be a seller at the trade deadline, maybe sell guys like Danny Duffy, Calvin Herrera, for sure, maybe Mike Moustakas, Lucas Duda, guys like that, get some young talent back in return and start to rebuild that farm system, and they could be back in contention within three or four years. That's kind of how it works. So your Royal fan that's not liking what you're seeing, I wouldn't worry about it because they should be back.
2: Zach, uh, always great talking baseball with you. We thank you so much for your time. We'll do it again soon. And, well, good you didn't go out of order today like those stupid New York Mets.
6: <laughs> oh, that would have been a, a catastrophe. We're better than the Mets.
2: <laughs> we are. We absolutely are. Thanks for your time, Zach. Okay. We'll do it again soon. Right, take care. Zach check checking in with us, BleacherReport.com. Always fun. Jim, did you see that earlier today? The
1: Mets batting out of order. Yes. And they handed them the wrong lineup card. So when they came up to the plate, everything was all messed up. So I look only the Mets, right? I I can't wait I can't wait till Tim Tebow's called up and we get a chance to see him in a Mets jersey as well.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go quite that far. You can have your Tebow love. I'm going to stay aside from that. We're coming back. we got another hour to go here on Jimmy B and TC. The 5 o'clock hour is next. We're talking football with Tad Haslup at 520.
0: Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough.
1: Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose,
0: go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges.
4: Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com.
1: Dot net. We're a roofing machine.
2: When you hear washer systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The washer systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repairs, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com.
0: Sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual
1: Insurance.
3: Attention, boaters! All 2017 Manitou Pontoons are on sale right now at Malone Motorsports. So you can get a great deal today and then enjoy your new Manitou Pontoon all boating season. Manitou Pontoon boats from Malone Motorsports in Monroe offer stability, handling, and performance. Manitou's patented V Tune technology. We'll have you carving the water, giving thrill rides to the skiers and tubers and your crew. It's this type of performance that has helped Manitou pontoon boats dominate the competition at the McCainer Barrel Races for straight years. Head to Malone Motorsports now to check out the huge spring sale on all 2017 pontoons and let their pros help find the perfect Manitou pontoon boat for you. They can explain all about Manitou's V-Tune technology, their quality guarantee, and why Manitou is the only pontoon manufacturer to earn the honor of being a USA Water ski endorsed water sports boat malone motorsports in monroe at the junction of highways 14 and 163 they're worth the drive and open seven days a week to keep you on the water online malone motorsports.net
0: napa know how hear that screeching sound from your car It's your brakes, yelling, change me. So head to any Napa Auto Care Center, and we'll replace them for you. Or go to any Napa Auto Parts store and do it yourself. Either way, you'll get a $50 prepaid Visa card by mail on qualifying purchases over $250. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 5-31-18.
2: On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa chapter. Online, AFSP.org slash Iowa.
0: Des Moines, home for sports, news, and a whole lot more. I'm addicted. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. The big-